This is the Coach Em Up podcast, where we talk real life and leadership lessons learned from the field. Each episode, we take one truth our coach here has gleaned from his experience on the football field and beyond, and we explore its applications to our daily lives. Welcome to episode number seven of the Coach Em Up podcast. I'm Greg Williamson. I'm Kelly Ueli. Wow. Seven. Seven. Congrats. Well, thank you. Uh, seven, you know, there's real significance to the number seven uh, for me personally, Kelly. Uh, I don't know if you knew this or not, but uh, I was the first number seven ever at John Jay High School. Wow. I did not. The, know the that. first one, they they did not have Monumental. single numbers, and and my junior year, uh, we were allowed to order our own jerseys. We got to keep them with our names on Ooh. the back, and we could order any number that we wanted. And I had worn number seven at Van Wyck. Uh, they had single numbers, but they didn't at Jay. And there's a reason for it. I chose number seven. There was like right there before me. It was actually seven, nine, and fifteen. Okay, those were the numbers that were available. Uh, when I was in junior high, and uh, and I chose seven because m- maybe you're aware of this uh, out there. Seven in in the Bible is yeah. God's number of uh, perfection or completion. Right. And I figured as a quarterback, I wanted to throw completions. Hey. So <laughs> I was like, I'll take number seven, and and that was again uh, at Van Wyck Junior High School, and then in high school. We got to order our own numbers, um, and uh, before that happened, my junior year, I was 11, because 7-11. 7 I figured sure. that goes next together. Best. Yeah, yes. next best thing. And uh, so I got number seven, and actually, I was not only the first number seven at John Jay, but for almost 22 years after me, they didn't give the number Stop. out. No, I'm serious. They retired they, your they, number. Well, <laughs> not really. They didn't really retire the number uh I was coaching in the early 90s, and then I went back in the 2000s. I wouldn't let any other player have it. <laughs> that, that's a true story. Nice. And the gap between no one asked for it. Uh, so it was about 20-plus years. No one else wore number seven. That's special. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a that's special true, jersey. Yeah, I kind of retired it, you know. And I, I've got it. Uh, my, my wife and girls actually framed it for me. The yeah. jersey? Yeah, I still oh, have it. Yeah, that's special. Seriously, I don't have any of my jerseys. Yeah, I I have it, and uh, it's kind of like a, a little memento, you know. Very special. Yeah, would you, you like to? You want to see it? I mean, someday. Okay. Or yeah. you mean right now? No, I mean if you want to see it, I mean. <laughs> Is it here? Well, well you don't want to see it. <laughs> yes, you, I do. You really do? You yeah. seriously want to? Yes. See old Is number it seven here. Well, actually, I, I do have it with me. I carry it around with me all the time. <laughs> Let's see. Okay, yes, he's taking <laughs> he's taking this big framed, wow, Williamson number seven. That's that's a beauty. Look at that. If you can't see this, you <laughs> it's about three feet by three and a half feet. <laughs> this huge frame. That's a great jersey. Uh yeah. <laughs> just just happen to have that up your sleeve there, coach. 
Well, that is a very special number. Yeah, I just always kind of keep it close by. It's kind of like a good luck charm. Keep it on a keychain. That's it. Yeah. Uh, so number seven. Number seven. Yeah, it's, it's a big number for me, uh, for sure. Um, and uh, so this is our seventh episode, and I, I'm excited to share another. I always say the favorite coaching points. Well, they're all good. The, you know, I guess the reason why I chose these over other ones is because they are my favorites. But low man wins. Mm, that sounds like a very wise principle. Mm-hmm. And I bet you're going to have some application for us on the field. Yes, certainly. And off the field. Absolutely. Field of life. That's right. <laughs> Both fields. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, we hope you are going to love what we are doing here at the Coach Em Up podcast. And if you do, take a minute to follow the show, share us. And if you want, you can leave us a comment or send us an email at coachemupny at gmail.com. That's it. Well, let's dive into today's discussion, Coach. Okay. But before we do, let's talk a bit about that blending of worlds, kind mm-hmm. of how you just walked us through picking the number seven. Yeah. You've, in life, blended the coaching world and mm-hmm. the God world in yeah. a really unique way. So mm-hmm. tell us a bit about yourself, your coaching background, your pastoral background. Yeah, uh, sure. Be happy to. Um, so uh, I've been the lead pastor of, of Valley Church for uh, coming up on 33 years, mm-hmm. uh, actually. Um, I started when I was seven. No, see, that was <laughs> just time to seven. Yeah. yeah, no, actually not that. I was really young, though. Um, but I had the great honor to, to not only pastor the church uh, here in the town where I grew up in, uh, but also... As I grew up here, so I went through the whole uh, the the whole school district as, as well, and also was able to coach high school football here uh, for nine of the twelve years that I coached wow. was at the high school where I played. Cool. Uh, as I said, so I could keep number seven back and not <laughs> let anybody have uh, number seven. And it was during that time as a real young pastor in my early twenties, and and also as a young coach in my early twenties. That was my first coaching stint at John Jay. Uh, that, that really these, these two worlds really began to merge an awful lot. Um, and I began to see parallels in the leadership lessons that we were trying to teach these young men uh, and really how they applied outside and off the field as well. And so that's, that's really what the Coach Em Up podcast is all about, just sharing some of those lessons learned on the field that also kind of, um, y- y- you know, transcend yeah. the, the, the football field. I love that. And they're so digestible, too. Like a, a quick little, like today's, low man wins. Yeah. So low let's, man wins. let's uh, break it down. Okay. So low man wins, uh, a, a real key in football, kind of uh, what you don't necessarily see on the camera a lot of times when you're watching a game, uh, whenever anyone's watching a game is uh, leverage is really, really important. Uh, who has leverage and the person who has the most leverage is always the lowest person. Like physically. Physically low, yeah, closest to the ground. Okay. So we would always say for when I coach defensive backs, for in- instance, when they had to run up and make a tackle. If they didn't get their pad, their shoulder pads below the running backs, that running back was going to run over them. And so we would say low man wins. Ah. So when we have tackling drills, we would always say this over and over and over again, low man wins. 
uh, on the goal line, you'll see oftentimes it looks like a defensive line, they just dive mm. at the feet mm -hmm. almost, or vice versa. The offensive line dive at the feet of the defensive lineman. They're trying to get leverage. They're trying to get position, and the lowest man is the one who's going to win in that situation. So uh, uh, the, the, the player that gets lower is going to be successful. The team that gets lower is going to be more successful in executing the play and scoring touchdown. All right. Mm -hmm. Very cool. I could <laughs> as you're saying that, I'm thinking of myself on crutches during this season. Yeah. <laughs> and when I go downstairs, I, I have to physically lower <laughs> I have to physically lower my, my center of gravity in order to safely make it down the stairs. Right. So yeah, yep. low man does win. Mm -hmm. Stairs as well. Yeah. <laughs> in, in in football, in life, and in crutches going crutches. down the stairs. You're That's practicing right. that on a regular basis and doing it like a champ, I yes. might add, Kelly. Thank you. No yeah. no question about it. And it's it's interesting that it's uh, not disconnected, this idea of low man wins is not disconnected uh, from a lot. There's, there's so many scriptures mm. in the Bible that talk about this. Uh, not that phrase, low man wins, but would use the word humility yeah. and the importance of humility. Um, did there's literally, I, I recently kind of did a little study on it. I think there's 48 verses that specifically talk about uh, humility and it's real specific about the need for us to humble ourselves. That's fascinating. Yeah. Last episode, we, we talked a little about that. Like, if you are humbled by life, mm -hmm. that's one thing, and right. that can be harsh, and yeah. that can be brutal. But if you take the opportunity to humble yourself, mm -hmm. an opportunity where you think, I don't know, maybe you should have gotten something bigger, better, gone farther, made the team. Right. And, and if you can humble yourself, that's... Mm -hmm such a great way to learn but when life humbles us yeah man and and that's the the biblical instruction is humble yourself humble yourself uh there are instances in the bible when god humbles someone and they never really recover okay, like from what? it uh david was one of oh. those god humbled him he he was never the same uh after uh that experience um nebuchadnezzar God humbled him, and he went from the most powerful man oh, yeah. on the planet to he's acting like a cow, eating grass, eating grass <laughs> and his nails grow out and, oh. and all this. I mean, when God humbles a person, uh, it, you see the same thing even with Elijah. Uh, he goes down into a, a funk, and God's like basically anoint the next person. You're done. You're done. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and so we don't ever want to pray, God humble me. Okay. Don't, that's not a prayer to pray. Uh, our responsibility is to humble ourselves. In fact, uh, James chapter 4, verse 10 says, humble yourself. It's just one of the many instances where mm. it says this in the Bible. Humble yourself before the Lord, and he will lift you up in honor. Mm. But we have to take the first step of humbling ourselves. And, you know, i got to be honest, Kelly. Uh, in my home growing up, we were never taught about humility. Ah. It was never a concept. Huh. Like, be humble. Uh, and and I actually was having a conversation with one of my brothers recently about this uh, on vacation a few months back. We're driving around and and we just got to laughing about it. Like, yeah, that is not a Williamson quality <laughs> humility. Uh, and I've had to learn it. He's had to learn it. Uh, it just was not a a champion 
characteristic uh, or quality in our home for one reason or <laughs> another, or maybe just a little uh, blind spot for, for mom and dad um, uh, who were humble, or were real hum but they never taught us about humility and the importance of it. So you started to connect those dots yourself. Yeah, and Got then it. found out, you know, <laughs> I just like asked my brother, he's like, no, no, that same thing. Yeah, I don't remember any, I don't really remember the word, like you just need to humble yourself. That's funny. Yeah. My dad used to joke, I mean, he was saying it in jest, but it was really funny and it, it sticks with me. He'd say, it, let's say he made a good meal or did something well, I don't know the ball mm -hmm. look I think I can hit that exact leaf over there on that tree and you know yeah. hit it he'd say because I'm the most wonderful man in the world and humble too oh, and humble too <laughs> well, see so, do yeah. it in there so yeah there was the acknowledgement right, of it yeah <laughs> that that's right uh C.S. Lewis the great Christian author I love because so many people have different ideas about humble like, like humility doesn't mean that you just grovel you're oh, right. a doormat right uh it, you, you know, it doesn't mean you're weak or, or you, you put yourself down all right. the time, you, you know. Uh, C.S. Lewis put it this way, and I, I love this, his definition of humility. said, true humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. Mm. Like, that's true humility. It's just like, it's not all about me and the world revolving around me. It's... True humility is thinking of others right. more than... Love your neighbor as it. yourself. Right. But I love that piece of advice because love your neighbor as you love yourself. It's not yeah. love your neighbor more than yourself. Right. It's not love your neighbor hate yourself or love your neighbor not yourself. It's love exactly. your neighbor as well as yep. you love yourself. In direct proportion. Right. Mm -hmm. So you're not better than. Right. You're not less than. Mm -hmm. But maybe you think of yourself a little bit less frequently, right. thinking of the needs of the others. Mm -hmm. Yep, I love that. That's true humility. humility. Yep, and of course Jesus. You know, th the Bible says that that he yeah. didn't in Philippians chapter two, he didn't regard you know equality yeah. with God something he had to grasp. He had to hold on to. He was God. He was equal with him, but he humbled himself. He emptied himself. And he humbled himself, and took on the form of a servant. Yes, uh, for us. And that's at the heart of the gospel. It's such an interesting, it almost seems, they almost seem polar opposite, that you can be confident and self-secure and humble. Mm -hmm. But when you do that right, you're both. Yes. Yep. When you're confident in yourself and you know who you are, you, right. you know, and Jesus knew who he was mm -hmm. enough so that humbling himself did nothing to that security right and that self-esteem mm -hmm. in fact yeah i i think you're on to something there kelly i i'd say when you really know who you are you are humble yeah and so you don't have to you don't have to uh, you know i demand my rights you know look at me or anything you're you're really content and you understand okay this is who i am i don't have to prove to people who i am you know anything like that there's a there's a peace that comes uh, with humility. For sure. And then mm -hmm. there's the reward piece of that, the other half of James 4.10, mm -hmm. that the Lord will lift you up. In honor. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I went through a real difficult time uh, in my life, and, and I'd say as a result of ministry, some things mm -hmm. going on at that time. Um, probably about 15 years ago, and um, I, I felt like, Everything in me, I wanted to defend myself. I wanted uh, to give my side of the situation. 
and I really felt like praying about it, God said, keep your mouth shut. Don't say anything. Don't defend yourself. Don't give your side. And I want you to buy as many books as you possibly can on humility. Oh, cool. And just read through those. And I, I have them lined up in my office. There's like six books all on the whole topic of humility. And, um, and that was when it really, as I said, not necessarily a, a quality that was championed in my home growing up, uh, but that's when I really um, you know, sunk my teeth into that and realized, okay, it's my job to humble myself. Wow. And, and then let God do what and only he can do. his job to lift you to back lift up. To lift up, yep, to exalt. And so here we are, and he did mm-hmm. lift you through that season. Yes, sure did, yep. And, and has blessed Valley Church. Yes, beyond anything I could have possibly imagined at the time when the church was maybe 200 people, <laughs> you know, 250. And, wow. I thought and now 200 is like a light day, a light yeah, service. That's rather. a very light service. Yeah, exactly. Good point. So uh, th- there's so much to it. And uh, maybe in our overtime segment, we'll go into yes. some more scriptures uh, about it. But uh, just encourage you to maybe think about that. Check out some of the Bible verses, how many times it says, humble yourself. Uh, it's our role to do that. And then God will exalt us at the right time. Wow. This yeah. has been a great conversation. Thank you, Coach. You're welcome. And next time I want to share, uh, this was a parenting mantra, coaching one <laughs> that I learned in football. It takes no talent to hustle and what that yes. really means and how that we can apply that to our lives. I can't wait. Looking yeah. very much forward to hearing that one. Next episode. All there. right. Excellent. Well, we would be honored if you would follow the podcast, share us. And if you love it, give us a rating. Yeah. Give us all those stars. If you don't, don't worry about it. Just move right along. That's that's fine. And share it with your friends. Yeah, for sure. And let them know about uh, the Coach Em Up podcast. We'd really appreciate that. So why don't we close out the way we do? Like I call, almost like I'm calling the play in the huddle. Repeat it twice. And then we're ready, break. So low man wins. Low man wins. Ready, break.